a podcast. Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in theory. An anomaly, properties undiscernible to mere peasants. This week on The Million Dollar Plan, we're talking about selling your home, but more importantly, we talk about an element of selling your home that leaves a lot of people frustrated, a lot of people broke, a lot of people sending angry texts to their friends. And uh, if their friends are passive-aggressive, like I am, then they'll get text. But anyway, uh, that's what we're doing this week on, on the show. And joining us to discuss this, we've got uh, David Klain, our real estate expert. How's that salary we pay you for being our real estate it's expert? It's terrific. It's my second highest salary I get. I didn't even buy your coffee today. <laughs> uh, but I did buy my coffee from, from you. So it works. Uh, David Klain, real estate mogul, which you always like when I call you that. Uh, and you require that. Uh, so I've had in the last six months four good friends attempt and or sell their home attempt to and or yes. complete the sale of their home sale of their home in that process when the inspection was done everything fell apart everything all four of them uh, in various in various capacities okay so what i want to talk about today i want to talk about it's a buyer's market it's a buyer's market it's a buyer's sure, market sure actually no it's a seller's market today's a seller's Damn it. it's a seller's market it's a seller's market what i want to talk about is Sometimes that flips on its head, though, in the inspection uh, stage of selling a home. And, and, and it's a really frustrating process, David, because here you're leaving the house and then you're expected a bunch of, to fix a bunch of stuff that you don't even get to use anymore. So go. Well, I think the biggest issue is the understanding of what the inspection really is about. Okay, so, so, uh, so understand, yeah. understanding what, wh why are you getting an inspection done? Because the realtor says I had to. Correct. So, but okay. why? So the, the, the reason you want it is it's part of your due diligence process to see and help understand what you're buying. Okay. So it's taking, you know, if you're buying a used car, it's taking it to the mechanic before you write a check for it and having it inspected to make sure you're not buying a lemon or at least know what you're buying so you're an educated consumer on what your purchase is. But, but it's, not, it's not really that anymore. No, it's turned into now a second round of negotiations and a strategy as part of the purchase uh, that, that's not meant to be that way. I mean, that's not what it's supposed to be, yeah. but that's what the consumer has started to turn it into. Okay, so let, let's rewind because, so when you go to sell your home, you have to, there's this disclosure, right? Correct. Where, well, you'd explain, me trying well, to explain the disclosure. there's a sales disclosure that's, that you're claiming and stating what is wrong or defective or not defective. To the best of your knowledge. To the best of your knowledge. Well, <clears throat> I mean, how often do you get on your roof and take a look at your roof? Probably not often. Well, no, um, I don't. Uh, okay. but, but, and again, you know, most pe most consumers nowadays don't go around and in <clears throat> inspect their home and take care of it probably the way they should to begin with. Yeah, you know, they just live in it, figuring it's a new home or whatever it is, and you know, everything's maintenance free supposedly. Okay, so I'm going to jump all over the place today. Go, like most of our uh, conversations go, <laughs> um, and forward and back. So here, here's a situation that that I recently saw. A friend of mine went to sell their house in this in this regard, and they had the inspection done, and a major issue came up. And it was an issue that came up when my friend actually purchased the home, too, but my friend was like, I don't care. I don't care. Sure. Let's just buy the home. But now, it's like a, a, a $40,000 problem. What kind of problem is this? A sewer line issue to the street. 
Okay. So uh, I think the lesson there is at some level, you do have to be a tough guy about uh, when you're a buyer, making sure the things on the inspection report are, are, are done. And in, in my opinion, okay, for what it's worth. Well, that's is, why you're here. Right. That's why you're paid so much. As a consumer, okay. when you purchase a home and you get that list from the inspection, um, the items that need to be addressed are life safety type items for the home. Like what? Uh, you know, is wiring, wiring. So basically, all your mechanical items. Okay. You know, plumbing, electrical, heating, cooling. Sure. Um, water infiltration, meaning is water coming into the house anywhere? Sounds aggressive. Shouldn't be right. It's not well, filtering the water. It's no, infiltration. Infiltration into the home. Right. Um, and then uh, you know, code violations. Okay. Would be another item. Okay. Um, and so those items, which like a sewer line not operating properly, has to do with the structure. Yeah. Not doing what it's because it would to back do. up. It'd it back could, up. It can. It'd you be could a have big issue. waste infiltration. Now, there you go. I don't know. <laughs> so, but the, those are your items. So, if you have any of those items on your list of the home you're purchasing, yeah. those items need to be addressed because when you sell, there's still going to be items that need to be addressed. Anything cosmetic related that people want to discuss cosmetic, or they, you know, a roof is 15 years old and they're told a roof will last 20 years, but the 15 year old one's okay it's still okay, then you don't ask for the roof to be replaced just because eventually it's going to need but, to be replaced. But, so that's what, that, but that's what we're seeing today. Well, people now say, well, the roof, you know, the inspector says, you know, roof should be monitored because it's 15 years old and typical roof lasts 20. Well, now the consumer says, well, I want a new roof. Well, you're not entitled to a new roof. Yeah. The roof's just fine. They're just telling you no different than buying a car and it says it has 20,000 miles left on the tires. You know, you know that you've got exposure eventually of buying new tires. So sometimes, you know, and, and the exposure I get to people sometimes is they're selling their home as a way to free themselves from something they can't afford. And they're sure. actually downsizing, Understand. which is some of the advice we, we often give. And, but when you're doing that, <clears throat> when you're in a financial pinch, you don't have a ton of resources to fix stuff because no. you don't have any cash. Correct. So that that's a big problem. Well, sure. So, yeah, I mean, for everything. Yeah, I mean, you're in a, it's a situation that, you know, that you're stuck in. and um, Because then you're dropping the price of the home. And you're losing the equity that you had, if you had any. Um, or, if, yeah, and if you didn't have any. Then you're then, stuck. Then you're underwater. Or, correct. And you got to take money to the table at the close. A absolutely. You know, I mean, unfortunately, it's, uh, you know, if you, again, I, you know, I equate everything to a car because it's easier for people to understand. Is a car that much easier to understand than a house? Well, I mean, you bought the car and you owe, you know, 20,000 and it's only sure. worth 15. Okay. And you want to get a new car. Yeah. You know, you still owe 20, you're upside down 5,000. You know, so you got to figure out how to get out of the car. Isn't the, the mortgage concept. company, the mortgage company somehow involved here though too in the sense that for the buyer that they're going to want stuff fixed. They're going to want the home of, of a certain quality before they, they offer a mortgage Correct. on the home. Correct. Has it always been that way? Yeah, I mean, the, as a mortgage company, I want to make sure that the home that I'm financing for you to purchase is a quality home because if you default on it, I'm stuck owning it. Yeah. And I gotta go sell it, and then as a mortgage company, now I'm stuck with a defective home. Now here, so yeah. you know, the, the the ultimate goal is to make sure the home is a quality home, structurally sound, and a safe place to live. Right. And all the other items that people tend to throw on there because the realtor says to them or they think why not let's ask for everything and then they end up blowing up a deal because they asked for so much stuff that's your that's ridiculous yeah so when you look at a inspection report there's different categories 
and each category has you know kind of like a to monitor category an urgent category you know they're, they're broken up based off a of priority well in reality the the one that's in red that is a priority urgent they are broken area. down like yeah that? yeah I haven't seen an inspection report in a really long time. I'll get you one. No, I don't want one. I'm okay. just yeah. no. I mean, I'll send you a copy of one. Oh, so. oh, yeah. <laughs> but so the but the the urgent areas those those are the items to be addressed that are are an absolute must. Okay. And those would be safety items, electrical, heating, cooling. Uh, the other areas they start giving you to monitor, right. meaning just keep an eye on, like <clears throat> exterior painting might need to be painted soon. Well, yeah. you know, I mean that yes, it will, but. You saw that when you walked up to the house. You didn't need an inspector to tell you that. Here, here's what I keep thinking. This is why it's so important to have a not only a realtor, but a good realtor. Because as you prepare to sell your home, you, you take it to market. Well, there's a whole right. thing, right? What do they call it? Staging and Staging. Whatnot. So, but yeah. my, I agree. I mean, I'm going to interrupt you. So Please do. The number one thing Makes that, for good radio. that I recommend yeah. Yeah. always, before you put your home on the market, right. hire an inspector and have the home inspected yourself. Wait a second. Okay, this is earth-shattering. This could take us an entire different 10 minutes to talk, go through this. Okay, we're going to get to that. We're going to do that next segment because I want to okay. finish my thought. Go right ahead. It's your show. Uh, thanks, Nicole. Uh, so here's the issue. Um, if, if I'm putting money into paint because I heard to have neutral colors, and I know my carpet sucks, so I need new right. carpet, and... There's these little things that you know you should fix. So you put $1,500 into getting it ready before a market. Sure. Should you do that? Or are you saying from the very beginning you should hire? I mean, because uh, realtors tell you to do that, but then when it, then you spend your money, and then you go to the inspection report, and you have no money to fix the stuff that really needs fixed. Well, I mean, again, you got to be able to have the home ready to go into the market, and that involves <clears throat> proper presentation of the home sure. and my home being in the right condition. Yeah. Right condition means having things fixed and ready to go. No one, there's no as-is deals in homeownership these days. I mean, you can try. People yeah. do it. People <laughs> do it from a state sales standpoint. Yeah. Typically, you'll see that when an estate is selling a home, it's just as-is, right, and, uh, and you're exposed. And people do that. And frankly, I think it's a better solution. Just let you know, let them deal with it on their own and know what you're buying. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a break. Uh, I'm gonna sip my coffee. You're gonna sip your coffee. Uh, which will be communal. It'll feel sure. good. Some uh, some <laughs> fellowship. Uh, then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about this idea of getting your inspection yourself before you go to market, which costs you. There, I, I'm shooting holes in it when we come back from the break. Okay, so if you're just joining us, David Klein, real estate mogul, talking about uh, the concept of home inspections and how they affect the sell. The sell. What am I doing? The sale of a home. I can't talk. That's uh, that's what we're doing next. I'm Pete the Planner. This is a million dollar plan. Stop what you're doing and hit Pete up on Twitter at Pete the Planner. Question the right of any man to voice his opinion as strongly as any can. But then again, many men are citizens of their own little world, so they ain't really fitting in. I'm in the background blending in, camouflaged by the scenery, but I'm a champion. Revamp the camp again. Back on the million dollar plan, David Klein, real estate mogul. Hello. <laughs> uh, talking about selling your home today, uh, primarily the inspection report portion, which often can just derail an entire deal. 
and, and the culture of inspection reports and how they've changed and what people are doing and trends and, right. hey, everything needs to be fixed versus the structural stuff. But David, you said something prior to the break that left me stupefied. Stupefied. I couldn't think of a word. <laughs> Um, you said that before you sell your home, just hire your own inspection report. Absolutely. I mean, it's get your home. No one does that. My friends and clients do. <laughs> okay. so <laughs> Because that's what I told them to do. Okay. So, so, so go logic, through this. So the logic behind it is, is in the current environment, the okay. way people ask for things to be fixed is they want a blanket. They want everything on that list to be fixed from top to bottom, whether sure. it's urgent or not, they want it fixed. If you go out and spend the $700 and hire someone to come out and inspect your home, you can get the full list. $700 to have a home inspection? Yeah, probably somewhere in that range. Okay, that I'm seems guessing. like a lot of money. Well, but you, you hear, the, hear me out. I'm listening. So that it's actually going to be a, it's, it's a cheap insurance policy. So what happens is, is they'll go through and do the full list. Yeah. You have the opportunity to repair all these items and put them in condition. Mm -hmm that when you, the new buyer has their inspection, those items don't come up, so it doesn't send up a huge issue with a page full of little tiny items. Because you've already fixed them. You've already some of those. fixed them all. But, but some of those, but it, okay, so we're gonna, so we got plenty of time to talk about this. Sure. I, I gotta get a lot of questions in. So, but wouldn't, couldn't there be things on the list that you think are low-hanging fruit that you could easily fix that, that you're spending money on that don't really matter? Well, but again, let, let's go back to the what does the buyer's view look like when they get a list that is two pages okay, long full yeah. of stuff versus a list that has three, four items left on it. Okay. Um, it's a much softer impact yeah. to, the, to the buyer. <laughs> yeah. um, and so you can fix the low-hanging fruit, as you put it, quickly and easily yeah. and very inexpensively and it's done and out of the way and so that way you don't have all these little tiny items around then you get into the other items that maybe could potentially be larger so the big issue is let's say you have wood windows on the outside of your house the wood clean, windows and you have them painted and caulked them and maintained them like you, you should okay because now they're rotting you yes. have some rotted wood yeah. well you're going to get a list that shows rotted you know some rotted wood on the windows you can bring out a wood uh, win, a wood, woodsman? Win, a wood window expert, and that guy can come out and fix and repair, sure. cut out the wood, replace it properly, caulk, flash, everything that mm -hmm. needs to be done. And that window will be in good quality condition and okay. it'll be just fine. Yeah. If you don't do that, it's gonna the inspection's anyway. going to happen. Yeah. Well, but hang on. The consumer's going to say, I want new windows. Okay, so this just I took a turn. Windows. Man, you really slow rolled that. Yeah, well, you told me I had plenty of time. Oh, not that much time. So. Now they want new windows. So okay. by doing it on your own, you have the opportunity to fix and repair at your comfort level of what you think needs to be done versus being demanded by a buyer who now has the control of dictating the closing of your home over <clears throat> items that nece don't necessarily need to be done. But their answer is, well, I want all five of the new windows in the front of the house replaced. I don't want them just repaired. I want replaced. Period, and that's what I'm going to accept. Here's what I keep thinking. We're gonna, here's what I keep thinking, though. Apparently, to sell your home, you need to have money. Well, you have to fix your home up and get it ready for sale. Yes. Yeah. You know. But, but I mean, again, but if you're if you're gonna, I mean, go ahead. Again, I know you don't want my car analysis here, but hey, can you give me car, a can you give me a car metaphor? Sure, of course. If you're going to sell your car, are you not going to take time to clean it out and vacuum it and shampoo and clean it up so you get the most money for your your car when you sell it? 
Of course you are. You're going to get all the Cheerios and stuff. People that, don't that do that. Ted and Ollie left below the seat. <laughs> oh, man, that was messy. <laughs> right. And you're going to get all that cleaned up, and yeah. you're going to polish it up nice and neat so that yeah. it's ready to go. That's the logical, smart, prudent move if you're going to sell it to get the most out of your money. Okay, so you, 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 you as the seller, you do this your own inspection report. Right. You spend 700 bucks, then you yeah. fix some stuff, and then a buyer makes an offer. Sure. And then... Do you say, oh, we already have an inspection report done, or do you just like no, keep that in your let, back pocket? Let, let them go do their inspection, let their inspector find things. So the inspection industry is yes. booming. Well, it's just as booming just as much as the title company and everybody yeah. else involved in the process. Okay, so they get their own inspection. Right. And now, if you really want to play a strategy, you can leave some low-hanging fruit for them. That way the inspector has something to find. So wait a second. Okay, if, so you really, if you really want to play strategy here, I mean, I guess what's the question? But, but doesn't this also affect your disclosure then too? No, your disclosure is what are you disclosing at the time of the home being sold? And if all those items are fixed and you've repaired them, then they're not an item of disclosure. Okay, so because the window's been repaired and fixed, it doesn't have a rotted, leaking window. It's repaired, and the, and you're repairing it properly. This yeah. isn't like, hey, let's put some duct tape on it and call it repaired. Yeah, this is you you go through and do it the proper way on your time frame with proper quotes, as opposed to crunched within a two and a half week window before yeah. closing to try to find people to get all this stuff done, and you end up getting um, taken advantage of price wise because you're in a crunch. You know, sure. Here you can get it all done, prepared, and be proactive instead of reactive. Let's say you do this pre My kids love that comment, by the way. What was it? Pro the proactive versus reactive. Who loves that? The kids? Ah, my kids. They hear it all the time. Really? Yeah, that's how you live life. you got to be proactive versus reactive. I think reactive. I've written that in a book once. Did you? I stole it from there. Yeah. All right. You haven't read any of my books. No, you give them to me. They're, they're nice. <laughs> they're good doorstops. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think I really have. That's embarrassing. Um, and it's so cliche. <laughs> Like, right. It's so unoriginal. I'm like, right. you know, this is a good line. Right. You know, be proactive, not, not reactive. reactive. Right. <laughs> All right. It's $16.99. Um, <laughs> so if you do the inspection and yeah. you find out like something major, like why the whole wi like wiring is not no longer up to code because it was built in the 1920s sure. or whatever. At that point in time, you either have to fix that. Right. Or just don't even bother going to market. Or a hope that in a consumer, yeah, you know, if you disclose it and that's what it is, and you can list it as as is, not. But if it's not the code, it can't. I mean, but we're not gonna, you know, we're not fixing it, and this is what it is, and it's as is. But I, I thought. But you can get. I mean, again, if you find a consumer that's willing to deal with that. But then the banks, then the the, the mortgage company, the inspections for them too, and they're gonna, they're not gonna they're approve not, the loan, right? Okay. I, w I mean, again, if you you know, you got to spend some money to make money, and that was that one of your books too. I, I've I didn't even have even heard that. <laughs> you should. I like their conversations because they usually end up with you going, you know, I should write a book. I've been thinking about <laughs> writing a book. You've said that to me for ten right, years. Right. No, absolutely. Um, so this is what we're doing this whole episode. We're talking home inspections. Uh, when we come up, uh, come back after the break, I, I want to talk about this idea of. Um, with a home inspection, should it should it impact the price of the, the house in terms of using that as a negotiating tool? Because if it does, at that point in time, it's sort of your it's sort of your last card to play, lowering the price. I would assume. Sure. Right. So we'll, we'll we'll do that uh, after the break. A real estate mogul, David Klein, talking about selling your house more uh, specifically. We're talking about home inspections in relation to selling your house. You know what's going to happen, by the way, David, when we the segment airs or this show airs, what's is that? that home inspectors who listen to our show are going to email me and, and, and raise all sorts of trouble. 
Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And we'll figure out what those things are next right here on The Million Dollar Plan. Back on the Million Dollar Plan, I'm Pete the Planner. I'm Peter Nicholas Dunn. Back on the Million Dollar Plan with Peter Nicholas Dunn. See why I don't do that? It just makes a lot more sense. David Klein, real estate mogul, joins me. Uh, so when I bought my home, uh, I had my home built new. Yes. Okay, it was in 2007, because I knew all about the markets. Well, that's the right time to buy is 07. Holy moly. And so I bought new in 2007, and a friend, not you, uh, a, a good friend, right. said uh, you should have an inspection done, sure. uh, even when you buy new from the builder. And I did, arguably one of the smartest things I ever did. Without a doubt. Because when you buy new... It's a different ball game, right? Because it is supposed to be. How close to perfect is it supposed to be? Structurally, everything should be perfect. Cosmetically, I mean, too. Cosmetically, though. would be close. Everything's man-made, so you got yeah. and hand-done, so it's yeah. still human error involved. Sure. I mean, it's not. You're not buying plastic, you know, product. It's all hand-done, woodworking, etc. But um, everything else should be correct and to code, and shouldn't be any issues. And you should never close before these things are fixed. No. You said something to me earlier today that uh, a lot of times, so someone will knock down the price uh, on their house because they can't afford to fix it. Right. Then you, you said the new owner of the home, a lot of times doesn't even get the work done. Right. So, I mean, I've seen a lot where people, the seller has said, well, you know, here's our negotiations. We'll, we'll fix these little items and we'll discount the sales price by, you know, $5,000 to cover all these other items. Yeah. And then, so now the new buyer gets the home and has $5,000 that they technically should go make those repairs with. And ultimately, most of the time, they don't ever do it because it's a lot of times it's items that are out of sight, out of mind, yeah. that they don't really notice or worry about. And when they go to sell, they're going to have the same problems. And it's going to cost them probably seven or eight grand at that point. Here's an uncomfortable topic. Um, <clears throat> oh, how much please. does a realtor's compensation come into play in these conversations? You know, because... And and I say this respectfully, which anytime you say I say this respectfully, you disrespect. You generally probably do. Um, a realtor just wants the deal to close so they can get paid, and I don't say that is 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 in such a curt way that it sounds, right? I mean, obviously they're doing their job. They're doing they want their job, to do but ultimately their job is to close a transaction, and they get a, a fee to do it. So I, there's this theory. <clears throat> I think it's uh, in Freakonomics, um, the the famous book. There's this idea that a, a realtor is more willing to let a bad deal go through, even if it costs the the seller, because of the spread of how much it costs the seller versus how, how much, much it costs in commission. Right. You know. I mean. I guess that goes back. You could probably take that same theory to lots of to industries. cars. 
Well, you do it to car salesmen. <laughs> I was to say, you know, take it to anything. You know, financial advisors yeah. that, that put you into a mutual fund because they get a nice fee out of it. Yeah. That, you know, there's. I mean, you hope that the person you're dealing with, your real estate agent or your financial advisors, whoever it is, are quality, reputable people with your fiduciary responsibility and wow. all that fun You can't stuff. use the F word with right. realtors, frankly. I mean, I... Well, I but in reality, I mean, you would hope that that's what you're dealing with. Now, you know, I mean, like any industry, there, I'm sure there's plenty of them that aren't good and there's plenty that are. I wrote a column once that, that really hit on the fact that I do think a realtor is, is probably your most important financial advisor because they They're can get you into a lot, a lot of jams. Of without a doubt. Especially pushing the limits of affordability. Um, Absolutely. Not fighting for you on these sort of inspection reports. Sure. I mean, that makes makes a big difference. I mean, getting a, a quality realtor is very, very important. Um, you know, that understands the whole aspect of the process. Right. Not just, this is a cool neighborhood and those are pretty homes. Wouldn't any good realtor have a handyman uh, on call, uh, the, the, when an inspection report comes out, a lot they say, just use go, my handyman. They have a, a lot of them have a go-to guy for that, yes. Yeah. Uh, so here's one uh, that happened to a friend. They had something come back on their inspection report, and the buyer said, hey, we want this fixed. So my friend went and got a quote right. to have it fixed, a couple quotes, you know, and then it goes back to the buyer and said, okay, we're going to do this. And then the buyer said, no, we want you to use our contractor, like... This is why you have an inspection done ahead of time, so you can take care of the repairs how you feel they should be taken care of, yeah. and not dictated by the buyer in getting into that situation. I, you know, so I, I like this back, piece of back, advice. It goes back to the but, concept of repairing the window yourself right. and having it repaired by. Because you lose all the leverage the second they start calling some of the shots. Of course, yeah. and then they say, "I want the window replaced," so they want a fifteen hundred dollar replacement, and you had a. $200 repair for the window, which will work just great and it'll be perfect. Yeah. But in their mind, they're being told you need a new window. And so if you can do it on your terms, it takes it off the table for negotiations. So I, I again, I like this piece of advice. So that $700 like, inspection yeah, just right. saved you $1,200 in a window. But I mean, again, I mean, I give advice all the time that no one does that's good advice. Of course. But no one's going to do that, but they should. You're right. The, ins mm. the seller should get an inspection before they put their home up. Absolutely. Why would how you many people, I mean, so I mean, you, people God, I, you I recommend with. this to people all the time. Okay, and, how, how often and, do they say, okay. Oh, they do it. Yeah. They've, they've done it. But that's usually on the sort of a higher but end. I, I mean, again, yeah. I maybe deal with a client that has the means to do all of that. Right. That the $700 right. is, is not a big deal to them. Yeah. It, that they can afford to do it and it makes sense. Um, but I'd recommend it to someone that no matter what, because... Ultimately, you, you know that you're going to have a situation that comes up in the inspection. So, I mean, you know, you, never have you seen an inspection come back that says, looks good to me. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's that's like, true. It's no like hiring an attorney to review a document. I mean, yeah. They're not going to hand it back to you and say, that's $300 for the review and it looks good. Yeah. Well, you got to do something. Yeah, there's a lot of red ink on there. There's got to be some red ink or something, and that's not a slam on attorneys or whatever. If there How is, many if people there is, are... email Pete. Yeah, so <laughs> I, attorneys are mad at us now. Right. Um, all sorts of people. You know, the other night I had this idea right before I was about to go to bed. It was like midnight. And uh, I emailed my attorney to see what sort of intellectual property rights we could get to it. You know that you're in a weird plus spot when you're emailing your attorney at, at midnight. midnight to ask for like copyrights on certain things, right. trademarks. Anyway. And he responds after hours at time and a half. Yeah, that that, <laughs> that, that occurred to me. I'm like, wait, is he like a plumber? Is right. this going to be emergency, emergency hours? Right. Oh, man. 
Okay. Okay. So this is slightly off track, but earnest money in relation to this. So right. is that what it's called? Like you put down, like, sure. we, we think we want to buy this house. Here's 10 yes. grand or whatever. Correct. What's that all about? And then uh, how's that relate to, because I had a friend in this situation where then the inspection was terrible and, and, and they wanted out and the people didn't want to give them their money. Like what? How's that? I mean, ultimately, <clears throat> the, the purchase contract depends how it's written, but I know here locally in Indiana, our, sure. our standard document that's written by the Realtor Association. By lawyers. By lawyers, yeah. yes. Is contingent upon inspection. Okay. So earnest money can be refunded if the inspection comes back that it's not a that they can't come to a mutual agreement on it. Okay. And then you get your earnest money. So earnest money can't be kept just because it for any reason, right? It has to be given Correct. back. And it, well, it can be kept for certain reasons. So like if, what? If you decide that you don't move forward with the closing of the home and we've agreed to terms and everything's keep going, getting agreed, okay. and at the end you decide we just don't want to buy. But you, but you, but because the person couldn't just come back and be like, well, there was something on an inspection report that bothered me. But then the person would say, well, what is it? What and is then, it? We can yeah. re resolve it. Yeah. Right. So do people lose earnest money a lot? I would say very seldom. But you know, a lot of times that's a negotiated item yeah. as well. That so you put down ten grand. We got back and forth. Okay, fine. You can justify that it cost you three grand to be off the market for that two weeks, and right. so you can keep three of our ten, and we'll take our seven back and and move on with our life. It, can it can it be uh, calculated? Can it can it be assumed that when a house is on the market for an extraordinarily long amount of period of time, mm -hmm. that there's definitely something wrong with it, or is it just sort of the well, it's mispriced? Well, no. I mean, when you say something wrong with it, it could be a, could be a variety of things. It could be a bad layout of the home. Yeah. That doesn't mean there's something wrong with the home, other than it's just a goofy, bizarre layout that most people wouldn't want to live in, or it's decorated with you know pigs everywhere and goofy stuff yeah, like take that. Take it easy. Take it easy here. So you know, I mean, it, it could just yeah. be poorly, you know, decorated inside that people can't see past that. It doesn't mean there's a structural problem with the home or an inspection. So problem. it just occurred to me, like, let's say you have someone interested in your home. They get a home inspection. They don't like what they see. They bail. Right. But now you've got that home inspection and it's almost like uh, you, you know, like you had it at the beginning. Right. And then it's your opportunity to fix stuff. If you, but if you but don't, you've already lost money. If you money don't, you're point. being silly. Yeah. You know, if you've gotten that inspection and someone walks, now you take that inspection and go get it all done. Yeah. So that the next round you don't have that situation. Man, it's so funny. I, I think back to my earliest days of selling our first house when we were like 24. And I just thought, oh, we're selling it. We're going to, this is easy. It's sold. We get money. Right. And it's out. Just turns out it doesn't work that way. <laughs> no. Now, some but, 15 years later, it doesn't work no, that way. No, but again, I mean, if, if you were to go put your home on the market today, right. you know, you, you would want to take the time to make the home the best possible home on the market it can be yeah. with fixing up all the dents and, you know, dings throughout the house, clean it up, repaint you know, Ed, you know, Ted and Ollie's handprints up the walls and okay, so clean, I gotta, the place up, clean the place up so it looks great. You know, put the kids at some sort of boarding school for a couple yeah. weeks. Oh, so, man. you know, that way you can market and sell the home nicely. So yeah, this just occurred to me. So, like, uh, we have this, we have wood floor, and there's sure. a couple boards that are just scratched to hell because right. uh, we have children. And and on a day-to-day -day 
existence. I don't care yeah, because sure. they're just going to scratch more t- at a certain age. And right. so we'll fix it eventually. Right. But that would be one of those things where, before we go to market, we just have some coming out and fix it because you should, because right. it's going to look better and show better. And it wouldn't be another item on the, the list, which Correct. would be on the inspection. I mean, the key to selling something is make it as appealing and nice as possible People, for a yeah. consumer. And yeah. so if you're going to make it appealing, it means you clean, you fix, you do everything possible to put it on the market and you will make the best return on your investment by having it in the best condition it can be. And, and that's that's kind of the mindset, you know, if you're selling anything, make it look nice. Like you know, if you're st- selling anything on eBay, you know, you clean it up, make it look nice, and get a nice picture of it and put it on there. You've got a, uh, a store, a uh, business in which you guys, uh, it's funny, I, now you're talking about this, like you guys got special equipment to photograph items. Well, sure. As they can a, look as nice as possible. Yeah, for a little extra money, because then it has the value. We're learning about life today here in the Million it's Dollar It's marketing. Plan. Selling it your home's marketing. It you is. Know, would, you, would you put out one of these amazing books with a cruddy looking cover? I oh. have. I have done that. Um, <laughs> we'll see if we can find it. Right. Nicole, but, uh, during the break, uh, for those watching on PeteThePlanner.tv, we're going to need to grab the cover, okay? Oh, I know. Yeah, cover. <laughs> We're going to come that one. So, uh, How'd that sell? <laughs> uh, that's why we changed the cover. Exactly. Actually, bring uh, to... Uh, uh, anyway, so uh, coming up after the break, we'll take a look at my terrible book cover. Uh, I'm Pete the Planner. This is David Klein. This is a Million Dollar Plan. And creating for my life, and my pen is my sword given by the Lord, and I use it to fight the tides of restriction. Sometimes I'm conflicted by myself looking at the trees too much and can't see the forest. Enemies shall inherit the earth, and I want to inherit something, something other than the high blood pressure and diabetes. So work is what I gotta do. Stay true to my enemy and water the trees that I sing from, and look out for the lumberjacks running with the gale force wind at my back. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. Back wrapping up this week's Million Dollar Plan with Pete the Planner, David Klain, real estate mogul. So uh, during the break, we found what we're talking about here. Nicole, can you go to, uh, what shot can you go to? You know this one here? Uh, this is my first book, or actually my second book. My... Uh, 60 Days to Change. And for those listening on the radio um, or a podcast, this visual moment, it's not so great. <laughs> not good. For you. Anyway, so this is the first book cover. It's a picture of me sitting on the floor pointing to the title of the book. Clever. And I, I, I just couldn't do it. I was just like, I don't like what it looks like. And so we had the exact same book redesigned, which really looks more uh, congruent with our gra- uh, brand Absolutely. Now, no, so David, uh, again, skyrockets book sales. Uh, during the break, we were talking about um, you selling a car, of course. And <laughs> for the record, I'm not a car salesman. It, it does occur to me from time to time during our conversations that the reason that you are you and, and, and you are unique and, and successful is because you're willing to do things that, from a work ethic and quality standard standpoint, that most people aren't willing to do. Uh, and what I'm hoping people take away from this episode today is 
maybe you need to come to David's side a little bit in terms of the standards. Because if all you're willing to do is what you would always do, which is to not get an inspection and not spend money to make money, then you're going to find yourself in the same problems that so many Americans find themselves in when it comes to selling a home. Absolutely. I mean, I agree. I mean, take, take pride in what you're doing and, and understand you will make more on your return on investment if you put in more time into the investment. Make it happen. Make it make it worthwhile to the consumer to buy your product. You were just saying how you you were selling your car and you actually went and paid to have some scratches taken out of the rims. Yes, so like I admit scratches. I do hit curbs quite a bit. Well, and it happens, I admit it, but I took my car into this really cool place that within uh, 24 hours they had it all buffed out and polished and they looked brand new, like brand new wheels off the lot. And here's the here's and, the, and so I spent a few hundred dollars doing it, but the car looked brand new. And so when I sold it, it sold immediately. When I put it on the market, I had people come quickly to look at it and they were eager to buy it because it was in great condition. I know this is a really dumb statement, but it, it actually sure. works well with the rest of my statements. Um, and it's not like you're cos you are cos fixing cosmetic things, but it's not like you're hiding things that oh, are no, broken. No. You are tr truly improving the product. You're improving the product. Yeah, I'm yeah. not talking about hiding anything. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think that's important. To, that distinction is important. So, so repairing the window that was rotted that we yeah. talked about is repairing it properly. Yeah. And the way it should be done that'll last the amount of time it needs to for the next consumer, right. not just like the next ten minutes, but it'll last years for them as well. And but doing it properly, like I said, it's not putting duct tape over something sure. and painting it. It's spend the time and energy and money to do it right, so that it is not an issue. It doesn't mean hide an issue. It means fix and repair. So there's a huge difference in real estate between hiding an item yeah. and fixing and repairing. So yeah. you talk about a disclosure. Mm. If it's been repaired, fixed, and there's no problem, it's not an item to disclose. You're not hiding it. Yeah. You know. So your roof was leaking. You had your roof fixed repaired and it is perfectly in good condition, you don't need to disclose that it leaked because it doesn't leak now. And that's not hiding anything at all. That's just taking care of the problem properly. You've used all the words. We're out of show. Okay. Show's over. That's it? Uh, so that's it this week. David Klein, real estate mogul. Pops up from here from time to time. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, my pleasure. We figured out this week in our office, if you said my pleasure in a creepy way, yeah. it kind of negates the whole my pleasure. My pleasure. That's not coming from downstairs yeah. uh, at the cafe, because that's our, we would do a my pleasure response. Well, it's not creepy enough. Okay, anyway, good. Uh, thanks for uh, being part of the show, watching on PeteThePlanner.tv, and uh, that's all we got this week. I'm sending you good vibes, because good vibes are all that's in the budget. I'm Pete the Planner. This is a million dollar plan. If you want to be on this podcast and have Pete fix your money like then hit us up at PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. You heard me. PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. Log on. This is for information purposes only. It's not the Swiss financial planning device. Consult a financial divisor. Released from Everest, the fresh is fresh, and you can call me ET or to John Tesh. Let me bless this harmonic presentation. It's amazing, so amazing. I'm the reason. Uh, salutations, I bring you love, trying greetings from a faraway land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, trying can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, Salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it?
the tinkling of the keys is an homage to the little little star I sojourn over poetic descriptions of sound and travel to my other world out of this world spaceship on my arm took me home filled by the ink and the megabytes and the hypertext transfer protocol stronger than the skynet and the terminator i push faders into warp speed glide with ease creating a breeze they call a black hole event horizon no rear view concerns this i adjourn and beats i burn this i adjourn and beats i burn Salutations, I bring you love, trying greetings from a far away land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, try can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it?